Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week, Danny and Mauda Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuel.family. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at dannyvega.ms, at fatfueledmom, and at fatfueledkids, and fatfueledfamily on YouTube. Enjoy the show. What's that? Oh, this? Yeah. It's just my uh, keto brick. Keto brick? What, what's, what's a keto brick? Well, keto brick, well, it's an actual brick, which is awesome <laughs> because it lasts me a really long time. Can't say the same for you. Nope. <laughs> but keto brick is um, an awesome keto-friendly snack that um, it could be used so many ways, you guys, seriously. But it is keto-friendly, high-fat, low-carb, has really, really good macros. It's shelf-stable, which I love because I like to take it with me when I leave the house with the kids. Um, and it's got no sweeteners, none of the crap that we're usually staying away from. So no allulose, erythritol, corn fiber, um, soy, any of that stuff that we're usually avoiding. But it makes such a great snack. I also love it just as a treat. I like to put it in my coffee and the kids love it. So that's a plus. I totally agree. And I have one of these every single day. <laughs> An entire brick. Uh, yeah, I like to, everybody knows I like to crush mine up into cereal um, and have it like a cereal. My current favorite flavors are peanut butter and chocolate peanut butter cup, which we have right here next to us. What about you? I really love the peanut butter because it's nice and smooth, but my my other favorite flavor would probably be toasted coconut. Yeah, toasted that almond coconut really is amazing. Um, and yeah, of course, as you all know, we are great friends with the owners of this company, Robert Sykes and Crystal Sykes. And both of them, when this started, they were just wrapping these things up in aluminum foil and shipping them out themselves, pulling all-nighters. And here we are several years later. It's an amazing company, guys. They have vegan options, vegan-friendly options, as well as whey options. So the two flavors that I mentioned are uh, chocolate peanut butter cup and peanut butter. And the chocolate peanut butter cup is whey and the peanut butter is with the pea protein. So if you don't tolerate whey, no worries. Or if you're on a vegan diet, no worries. You can have the peanut butter. So guys, click on the link in the description of this podcast episode and check out the Keto Bricks ASAP. It gets the Fat Fuel Family seal of approval. Anything else? Um, no, that's it. It makes a really great snack. Um, a little trick, I will just give one last tip, is if you want to melt it down, I like to melt it down and put it in little molds to yes. make it just bite sizes for the kids because it is a it's a brick. It is a brick. <laughs> Get your keto bricks. Do it. Welcome to the Fat Field Family Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Vega, and I am joined by Molly and Keel Rucker. Uh, first, let me give you guys a little bio. Molly is a nutritionist, self-hacker, and nutraceutical geek with close to 20 years of experience in the supplement industry. Keel is a photographer, runner, hugger, I'm a hugger too, serial entrepreneur, business owner, and philosophy enthusiast with a master's in education. They grew up in the woods on the western side of the Sierras with a big dog named Big Dog and hippies for parents. They started Keto Brains a few years back, which is my favorite coffee creamer, with C8 MCT powder, lion's mane, L-theanine, and alpha-GPC. It is the perfect combination of acute results with long-term benefits. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm really rooting for you guys. Um, you know, I, I want you guys to get to that point where 
You can handle every freaking order that comes your way. Um, I got an auto ship of two a month. I'm at the point where like I can't even keep up with the orders, but I'm going to keep it there because I'm I'm just going to start giving stuff away because I really want people to to try this stuff, man. So um, we'll we'll lead off with the question we always start with and I'll, I'll let you guys pick who goes first. But, you know, what is the most critical problem you're currently trying to solve? Mm, I think for keto brains, the ongoing and most critical problem we're trying to solve for is keeping up with the growth of the company and keeping up with demand. Um, we started so small and, you know, when you start something out of nothing, I was just thinking about this today, you know, you get a couple orders a day and you're like, oh my goodness, people are buying it. People like the product. And then, you know, you get to 10 orders a day and you're like, why isn't it 15? And then you get to more orders and it's like, wait, we need to slow the orders down. We don't have enough product. So all off. <laughs> we're, we're at a, a crucial point where we have to scale. So we're, we're about to take on an investor and kind of move in that direction so that we can produce more product and provide more product to the people who want it. We don't want to have to scale back on wholesale orders, but we've kind of had to scale back on wholesale orders so that we can get to our, you know, our face-to-face, -face, if you will, consumers first. And it's something we've been actively trying to solve for, for, for months, but we actually, we, we have a plan in place that we're about to pull a trigger on that is going to allow us to do that. And um, we have a number of wholesale accounts overseas that are clamoring for product that we really want to be able to say yes to. Um, so being able to do that will be exciting. Um, so yeah, for, for Keto Brains, growth and being able to sustain growth and scale has been huge. Yeah. Personally, I just want to put muscle on. More muscle. Really put more muscle on with more with without more fat. That's my that's my personal I'm going to get it. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, the the problem that you have seems like a really good problem because it seems like already, you know, some people get into this and 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 they just get really lucky. They start hitting some shows and all of a sudden their whole business is wholesale um, and they have to scale quicker. But you guys seem like you've had, I didn't even know you guys had the wholesale business you have. So that's, that's well, there's still, I mean, the fact that you can, if you can scale that, that's going to be huge, man. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, and just to kind of, I guess that's the issue. It's not, and it's not even really a problem because we have at this point, we've got a solution in play, which is, which feels great. <laughs> yes. Um, and there's also, there's just a lot of learning that occurs when you're, when you're at this stage, right? Like we know, we know we need more to grow. We need, we know we need to do more. And it's just always been like, oh yeah, when, when we get to that point where we'll we need to seek an investor or we need additional funding to keep up, we'll just do that. And that's as much as you think about it. And then you find yourself in a situation. So more specifically, someone presented us before even asking, with the situation of wanting to invest. And we were like, oh, okay. so that's now. <laughs> oh, we got to okay. create like a, whatever package we got to show them to, to, to show them our cash flow and our business plan and all that. Yeah. It's like we're both hyper independent. I, it's probably in our genes or in our COMTAA. Oh, I, it must be. Yeah, I think very so. specifically. Yeah. So for me, the whole time, Control I was just like, we're just, we're just going to do this. We're not going to get any outside investors. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. He's built businesses. So he's like, sister, there's like a flow and this happens sometimes and you have to do it. You can do it but the like, other way, but, but no. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that hard. No. So right. it's, it's a good balance because, you know, the company is just two of us and we do want to do everything ourselves, but 
I, maybe that's another challenge baked into that initial question because letting go of doing everything yourself you is to. a challenge you when you're someone to. who primarily trusts your own brain. And if you have a brother's brain or a wife's brain, that you also trust, yeah. you know, the circle of trusted brains in, in my head is small when it comes to like handing the baby over, yep. you know, but we have to, there's going to be aspects that we're going to have to hand over. And again, it's a great problem to have as a brand new company. Yeah. So. It's, it's good to realize that the only issue, the only thing standing in front of the next phase of growth is literally just accepting that we can't do everything. Yeah. That's it. Dude, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I like it, you hit a point where it's this weird point where you know that you have to scale, but you know that it's going to suck because yeah, it's going to suck for a little bit. Um, and I, I you know, I'm going to be dragged into it, you know, kicking and screaming myself. So I, I, I feel your pain. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, how about you, Kill? Uh, same, same deal. Pretty much. I'll. Uh, it's Kyle. I'll let you know real quick. Oh my I, bad. Yeah, yeah. Good deal. Yeah. So now I know. Not every time I say our names, weird. Hey, listen, I should have known this. I had a, I had a professor in college, and and it was E I, and she's like, it's Schweiger. It's not Schweiger. I got to the point when I was at school where I just stopped saying anything. It was like they're going to see Kiel, they're going to see K I E L, they're going to think Kiel, and they're going to think I'm from another country. <laughs> yeah. And so. It would say heal, and then it was like who care. It's like no, nah, it's, it's Kyle. But then I just started correcting him because well, it really didn't surely matter. They called you <laughs> Kyle. Well, no, people like native Spanish speakers that aisle aisle is a really weird phonetic. Yeah, they would call you Kale. Kale. It's Kale, Kale, or or Kyle. <laughs> My buddy. But yeah. Um, I flew, yeah. I met him in Peru when he was going to school in Chile and there was this whole plan laid out where we, we were taking a bus to Machu Picchu and someone was going to be there in a car to pick us up and they were going to have a, a piece of paper that they were going to hold up so I could figure <laughs> out where yeah. I was supposed to go. And I saw no piece of paper with Kyle's name, but I finally saw a piece of paper that said C-A-Y-O. I'm like, Kyle, <laughs> that's my on the phone, and I'm still learning Spanish at the point, so it probably didn't occur to me that I would have to tell him what it actually says, letter for letter. Yeah, dude. I first of all, I should have known this. I'm pretty sure both of you spell your name phonetically uh, on the website, so that's my bad. Oh no worries. <laughs> no worries. Uh, and secondly, little side note: Did you guys? Did you guys ever? Um, I'm I'm dying to go see. There's like uh, Peru has like I'm pretty sure the biggest collection of like elongated skulls and like giants and stuff. Did you guys see any of that? No, nope. I no. I wasn't. I didn't become aware of that really until I got back. This was in 2000. It was a while ago. Seven, six yeah. or seven. Um, but I need to go back. Like, yeah. I mean, Chile, Peru, all. I need to go back. I mean, I know so much more now, and there's so much I want to see. And, and, get into down there i know man i hate that it's like i go places and then i learn so much more later and then i'm like ah man i wish i could have seen it with these eyes 100 percent. it's like no i was right there i could have seen it like yep two hours away and now i'm a country an ocean away no it's just time to do time to do that yeah man so kyle look uh you've mentioned that you know you've you've become obsessed with uh entrepreneurship and self-optimization so i i'd love to learn more about you know what you do to stay up to date and and continually growing in those two areas i read i read a lot and it's not like i think when people say they read a lot a lot of people think it's like well what books do you read or what magazines or what newspapers where, where do you get your information and literally it's 
the pace of content today is the is the pace of Twitter. Literally, Twitter the first place things are going to come out. The issue, you just have to have a super strong filter because a lot of garbage comes through that's completely unsubstantiated. Um, so that's it. Really, is just constantly being aware of what's happening in different spaces. And like, as far as entrepreneurship goes, there's every everything. I think at this point is to some degree a tech company, and you have to you have to see it that way. Because if you're not already integrated into a web friendly, a web easy scenario, then you need to be working in that direction, or you're falling behind, or you're already behind. So. Even with my photography business, it's the oldest one that I have. It's, it's what I've been doing for the past 12 years. So I know it best. So it's, it's easiest for me to see how to make that transition from being like an in-service, I'm sorry, an in-person service being photography and some, how do I make that translate to a, to a digital space, like a platform? Um, so I guess just generally speaking, like thinking of things as like a tech company going forward. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I, the reason why I was able to quit my job in the first place was, I, you know, 2017, I had, you know, had been, this has been, this had been my hobby from 2016 when I started the ketogenic diet and my obsession for all of this stuff came back. I, I started in strength and conditioning. I was a college strength coach and uh, chased the money, did medical device sales for a decade. I would never go back. Um, you know, it's just, but, but at the same time I, I started to do the coaching and then I started to do consults and I started to sell programs and I'm like, holy crap, I have people in Czech Republic, India, you know, I have to deal with, with, you know, time zones. And I'm like, this can work. This can <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. Like, and, and that really, I saved for a year. Um, and, and I really realized like, this is what is it's it's really helped me if you can get access to this worldwide market it's ridiculous it's not even you know the the, the pie is so huge i will say this Kyle, I, I, man i need to i need to pick your brain when we get off here because i i used to have like a dslr that i never used it was a canon and i just sold it and i bought um i was dying to get this uh the nikon p900 because of the 83x zoom and man is it what what kind of DSLR it's, or is that a like a it's it's I don't know I don't think it's a DSLR it's a long range like it's a landscape photography um you know uh uh camera but I I did it because dude I I see what people are getting and people are shooting the stars and shooting the moon and like it's the most mind blowing thing when you see what stars really are like they're these orbs and they're all these different colors and they're moving and they look like they're in water and when i go out like last night the moon was like right there and i can't freaking i can't what'd you say so you sound like a photographer dude but it's weird i i i i, I know what i want but i can't freaking Absolutely. focus i don't know the i don't know like i i know presets and things like that but i, I can't get the thing to focus i know i need like a good tripod because right now i'm using the monopod and i'm you know imagine the amount that the camera, the amount of distance that the camera moves at that range, you know, when you just one little tiny thing, it, it's and it's constant. So I can't focus. Your, your heartbeat. Oh, your I'm heartbeat sure, dude. That. It's so sensitive that so the monopod won't work unless you're doing exposures that are like relatively short. But anything night oriented, you're doing at least a few seconds or a minute. I've I've done exposures before we got too deep into digital that were like. Two and a half, three hours long. Wow. You just open it and point it at the dark sky. Those photos are amazing. F thirty or F twenty two or whatever, and you just let it move. And so, 
I, I just have to say, man, like you say, looking up and seeing the stars, it's just, I think it's the quickest gateway. It's the quickest access point we have to just, to get an idea of like how tiny we are here on this planet and how what, what little thing we are. Yep. And there's so much going on that we're just, we can't even consider. No. But like, so the Star Trail photos are my favorite because that's happening all the time. That's not a special no. event. That's constantly. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the. And it's crazy <laughs> that us. like they continue. Yeah. Like I can, I can, I can look at the stars where they are tonight and I can come back next year and I can go to that same direction and I can, and I can little, it would look, you know, like it was transposed one over the other. It's, it's unreal. When you look at that, it's amazing. So, um, you imagine being a person, sorry, like realizing that for the first time, like, holy shit, that's the same. It's been how long? Like, yeah. I bet I can do something Dude, with there's this. something <laughs> about it, man. It, the spiritual side, it's just knowing like the, the way, what what's happening here relates to that you know it's it's uh it's amazing and well what'd you say we're part of it we're part yeah of we are and it's we're and it's crazy because i know a lot of people know that but the ones that usually know are the ones that up top and if more of us knew maybe we'd have some better insights into you know what what the heck is going on <laughs> the that perspective i think is often lost like where we grew up in the woods like so we grew up in a town a tiny town in northern california I remember when I first visited, um, well, I moved to Boston when I was 20 something. And, you know, I was the California girl with the bleach blonde hair. So the first question I got asked is, you know, what stars have you seen? Well, I grew up in a town of 90 <laughs> and I'm trying to remember the constellations. That <laughs> oh, I've seen. that's great. I had no. I see the sun every day. Like... Well, and I'd reference things like, <laughs> you know, you know, when you're a kid and you go down to the creek or, you know, when you do this and people would look at me like I was crazy. And so it was when my, in my early twenties, when I realized like what I, what a blessing it was to have grown up in the middle of the woods and seen the stars every night and just been in nature because it, it I feel like it gave me a stepping stone, probably both of us, to just understanding that there was so much more than just this little sliver of life that was in front of us. And we got it early, I think. Just being in we nature. We got it so early. You know, and, and lack of access to nature, you know, too much light pollution. Joe Rogan's talking about this all the time right now, just how, you know, light pollution is keeping people from being grounded because they can't see what a massive universe that we're a part of. Yep. and. I don't think he's wrong, you know, being able to see, touch, feel the ground beneath your feet and yeah. being able to see what's above you at least helps you reframe all the, the problems that you think you have. They may all still exist, but just kind of reframe it. Like, perspective. We're fortunate to be here. However we got here, if, if, you, if you are a you and, and you are alive right now, you're fortunate, irrespective circumstance it's a it's a weird strange miracle that any of this is happening at all yeah, yeah. man and, and you know i, I don't want to get too deep into this because i could talk about this subject all day but like yeah the the, the interplay between what'd you say i said we could go a lot of directions yeah well dude i mean just like the fact that the interplay between star and star like you know there's there's a lot of there's there's a reason why the the, the stars put their name on a star on hollywood boulevard you know there's there's some there's some reason behind that it's not just like oh you're a star no there, there's there's definitely a deeper meaning to that so um well let's let's bring it back to let's bring it back to earth <laughs> um yeah <laughs> so yes yeah, so Molly, you know, you've mentioned that, you know, you don't enjoy being unconsciously whipped around by your own emotions and biology. I, I agree with you there. Um, 
What work have you done in both areas that's helped you maintain control in both of those areas? It's it's interesting because I think I I never really knew what stoicism was, and honestly, until maybe I don't know, like five eight five to eight years ago, and I, I kind of accidentally become a stoic via the lens of neurochemistry. So with neurochemistry, and I'm not a neurochemist and I'm not an expert, but you know, I've been through different periods where I just, you know, I didn't feel right. I didn't feel good. And as a female, you can experience that very cyclically, like tuning into, okay, yesterday I was fine. Today I'm not. What changed? Oh, maybe my cycle's about to hit. Well, why, why do I feel different emotionally today than I did yesterday? Okay, what neurochemistry is involved there? What's happening to dopamine, serotonin, acetylcholine, and GABA when I'm in this part of the month? Um, and for years, just, you know, we've all had the experience of going through something, you think you're doing fine, and your emotions throw you so off, it's a week or a month or a year until this singular event that happened in one little piece of time has been resolved. And the way I think about it is, you know, other people can affect us, circumstances can affect us. But for me, I, I can have control over how I respond to the emotion that hits my body. And one of the things, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to get this a little bit wrong, but basically something happens, uh, something happens, you feel a thing. The thing you feel is a special set of neurochemicals and hormones. And they have like a 90 second life in your bloodstream if you don't feed them. Yeah, that's so important. We feed them. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's like that guy pulled out in front of you, even though you pulled out in front of someone yesterday, you don't remember when you did that a thing. A minute ago. And you immediately <laughs> yeah. have anger and you can go with it and you can feed it. So that 90 second loop now becomes a half an hour. Now it's your whole day. Now you're on the lookout for everything else in the world that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Or you go, huh. That's an odd feeling. And then you laugh about it because you know that you have done the thing that the person just did to you. So in thinking through, you know, I was, I was a fat kid and obese teenager, went through the whole, you know, American anorexia thing, did all, you know, just all of that, tried, you know, tried vegan, tried vegetarian, all of these things. And I, in thinking through the amount of emotional time and mind space that I spent on what amounts to self-torture allowing myself to feel a certain way because of a certain set of neurochemicals, it like the easiest solution really is, um, really is uh, the Viktor Frankl quote. Um, the space. You know, it, it's how you, yeah, it, it's the mind. It's, it's that, that space between the thing happening and how you respond to it. And I feel like I've gained like all of the time that I spent it, when I was younger being whipped around by emotion or neurochemical or hormones, I feel like I've gained back double that in just how I can run my day and run my life. And it's interesting trying to explain that to people who don't have a solid notion of what being living from a place of stoicism is because they think you're not emotional or they think you're cold or they think you don't feel things. Right. But that's, it's the opposite. You're, you're feeling everything, but you're, you're kind of conscious of your emotions. Sorry to interrupt. No, you are. You're more emotional. You're, you're more aware of your emotions. And, and, see them and whether or not they're yeah. valid. Um, yeah. There's another, there's an author named Gabor Mate. Oh, love him. Uh, 
Love yep. it, right? So when he he doesn't call it emotional hygiene, but one of the primary he's got like these eight bullet points that I always go back to, and one of them is being able to distinguish between um, a, an emotion that's current to now, one hundred percent current to now, versus one that's overlaid on a bunch of other stuff that happened through your whole life, and now the door to that old emotion you never contended with has been opened up, and so this tiny little infraction of you know, someone steps in front of you, you just opened the door to your entire lifetime of unresolved emotion. So that rule of, okay, you know, am I really feeling this now? Or is this just compounding on something that I haven't gotten back to um, has been immensely helpful. And, and really, I just think of it as a tool of, I want to, I want to get three lives in one. I'm going to wake up at three I'm going to take care of my dogs. I'm going to take care of my quote unquote real job. I'm going to take care of keto brains. I'm going to take care of my personal life. You can't do that if you're stuck on one little thought or emotion that happened in the morning that doesn't even have relevance anymore. So it just feels like a very functional, clean way to try to move through the world. Um, it's a predictable, consistent way, and which it, is what your emotions are not. It does. And I think it also helps me, you know, reframe and like forgive, you know, the teenager who didn't know that she was destroying her health. Like you don't know, you, you can only work with what you know. And holding yourself against yourself is never the right way to go. There's plenty of people against you in the world. Yeah. yeah you dude. don't need to add to it. <laughs> We're the worst yourself. ones though. We, no. we really end up being the worst ones. Uh, it's, it's crazy. And I'm going to add the link to this episode that Michaela Peterson just did with this South African um, researcher. You guys got to listen to that one, man, because she was talking about um, it was just blowing my mind. She was talking about, you know, um, 21 day cycles of rewiring your brain. And um, it was just so much. She really did. She took a holistic approach. She was looking at how all of these emotions you know, affected things like, of course, HRV, of course, um, cortisol, but even homocysteine and, and other things. And, and it was amazing to see because you, what you said is so right. Like it's my biggest struggle with stoicism is my inability to want to confront those emotions. Cause I, I, I worked, I lived so long thinking that it was a badge of honor that I'm just aloof and I'm not aloof. Because when, when it all comes together and the, the breakdown happens or the blow up happens, all of those things that I wasn't facing are go, they go whoop right to the front of my head. And I'm like, oh, why didn't I sit with those? Why didn't I just take the time to just sit? I don't have time to sit with it. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And it's a, it's a long term, it's a long term process. Like when I try to explain it to people, they're like, well, your brain just works differently. Well, my brain might work differently, but you don't understand. Like I have, I've got journal entries from my early twenties, writing out how I wanted to be. And then feeling like I failed because in a week I did the thing again. And then we had the experience of moving to Santa Barbara together. And, you know, we, we had this tiny little place no furniture, you know, Folgers coffee and rice, like just trying to get settled. And then it was like eight to 10 years later and we're taking a walk in this same part of Santa Barbara. And we just kind of looked at each other and I remember going, Oh, like yeah. all of the things that I wanted to be internally and all of the things that we're working for, like they're here now. It wasn't like magic. Now. It was like <laughs> right. eight to 10 years of like you, this is a, this is a consistent thing. And you're never going to not have an emotional um, 
um, uh, what do I want to call Response, it? Response, reaction, Emergency. or? Yeah, reaction, they're going to happen. But to me, that's, it's like a check engine light. It's like, oh, there's one I didn't, <laughs> there's one that I thought I worked on. I got on surprised that I again. On. How did I get surprised again? I'm not supposed to be surprised anymore. No, it's like, I got this. Right. And then you better self-assessors. We're terrible, we're terrible self-assessors. Yeah. First, yeah. you need to be able to identify that space between the, the experience of an emotion or the, or the, it's the awareness of the emotion because you don't experience it yet. Your experience of the emotion is that you notice it's there. You felt a thing. That's it. Yep. You see it. You're like, oh, what is that? And it, it's in isolation. It's held in isolation from your own identity. So you're literally looking at this thing like, what's that? Yeah, like a passenger. Back. Yeah. Like you're, you're this you the passenger. You're looking at it. That's the, I, that's one of my cues that I tell myself, just be the passenger. Just look at it. You're not, you're not in, you're not it. You're not in it. You're looking at it. Um, you know, and, and people don't understand that, like, the acknowledgement is just the beginning. Because when you acknowledge it, it's going to get much harder. You know, it's because, the yeah, that's that's where yeah. the magic happens. But it definitely takes work, man. Um, well, that kind of, like, that gets to, and then I'll, I'll stop. But, like, <laughs> Jordan, like, I've tried to explain, like, Jordan Peterson's concept of what it is to be a monster. Because I think that's such a powerful thing. And I have a hard time getting people to understand, like, what you want is to be a monster. You want to have the ability to physically, intellectually, and emotionally effectively contend with whatever comes your way, if it comes your way. Hoping that something will never come your way, but being, it, again, my, your body, your, your emotions, and your intellect, knowing that you're going to be okay no matter what comes your way, because you have that monster that you can bring out who can you know, do what's necessary to get through something difficult. And mm -hmm. I just, I love how he explained that. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's part of it. And you don't, you don't want to be an out of control monster. And if you never contend with your emotions and get to that place, then, you know, you're not really wielding yourself. You're being wielded by your own poor emotional state. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, this is something that I, I really, um, drill into my boys, you know, like the whole concept of like, you know, a nice man is not a good or a weak man is not a good man, you know, like, you know, it, it takes, it's just the same. It's the same reason why I hate, um, forcing things on people, you know, because it takes my ability to be charitable away, you know, like I can't be charitable if I'm forcing to give. It's why I don't like the commercialism of Christmas. I was just talking about this with my wife. Like, you know, she talks about it. Like, I love seeing something and being like, oh my gosh, look, Molly would love that. I'm going to get that for her. But like, okay, it's Christmas time. It's time to buy the gifts, you know? And it's the same thing with, you know, like being walking around in life and, and just not being resilient physically, emotionally, mentally. And, you know, of course you're going to be nice. If you're not nice, you're, you're, it's your peril, you know? So you have to have that ability to not be nice in order for people to appreciate how nice you really are. <laughs> um, no, all right. Let's... There's a no, lot. Go ahead, guys. Go, go, go. No, I want to I hear you no. guys. It's not about me. Do it. Uh, shoot. But what were we talking about? You said it. about being, well, I think what he just commented, it's about being consistent. But I think, you know, when you're, when you're able to be consistent in your own mind, it's much easier to be consistent with people. And I think that, you know, I've experienced, again, I've worked with people for a long time and it, it was always odd because I've, I've had a number of people that I worked for 
they, all of my customers thought I was their best friend. And to me, you know, I, I was there, I do best, ask me a question, let me do my best to help you and inform you. And that's the relationship for me in my mind. And it, it was difficult for a number of my bosses to understand, like, I'm not making best friends with these people. I'm having like the quality necessary interaction. Um, and it took time and consistency for people to see, like, I'm here, you can trust me, I'm going to do my best to yeah. help you. But I'm not trying to like get anything from you. I'm not trying to build a relationship that's outside of this relationship. But again, that I didn't have the self-knowledge to really know what I was doing because I hadn't yeah. discovered I was a stoic yet. Well, maybe <laughs> even in California, I think there's a greater tendency for people to be agreeable and yeah. just be, be make it very apparent that we're being super approachable all the time. Even yeah. if like we're having a, a serious conversation, it's like, it's okay to say that you understand someone's point of view, but you think it's... Shit. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Oh my gosh, please, more of that. Love that person, absolutely. And be like, I, I think that's a terrible position. Yeah. But like, who am I? You shouldn't give a shit what I think. Well, and it's so I'm, like, we, you and I'm, I'm good with that, right? Yeah. It's the ability to have argumentative debates with people yeah. you care about without worrying that everyone's going to feel attacked. It's, we need more of that. Because you're being constantly afraid that everybody is always going to take something personally ruins communication yeah that's why people don't directly communicate anymore it's terrible how inefficient is that i guess that's my other overarching principle right now is efficiency in every relationship i have with every person every job every project everything yeah i'm always approaching it with like what's the most efficient way to produce the desired result yeah what is that what does that look like it, it, emotionally speaking uh, business work thinking like how much can i get with the least amount of emotion yeah. Love it. Some people might mistake it as laziness. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's it's efficiency, dude. Yeah, you don't want to. You want to. You don't want to be. You know, why would you go five thousand RPMs when you can hit the same speed at at three thousand? You know, so yeah, unless you're trying to go five thousand. Yeah, That's totally. It's your game. Yeah. Cool, guys. Well, let's let's talk about. You know, you're both um, homozygous for Comte. You you know, you're Comte AA, and you know, I want to hear how that has played out epigenetically for you both. Um, because you know, I, I've, it's, it's so interesting how I have so many genes and so many snips similar to someone I know and epigenetically it hasn't really played out. I will say with Comte for me, it, it really does. Um, I've had trauma, I've had a lot of stuff. So this, this one's alive and well, and you know, the, the effects of it, um, the tendency for anxiety, maybe not related to Comte, but just, you know, heavy metals, estrogen, all that stuff. So Tell me about your guys, you know, the, and the benefits, because, you know, people don't understand, you know, the, the, the power of having your DNA read. No. Having that information, yeah. And what's, what's interesting is that, like a lot of things, so I got into the supplement, I got into supplements when I was in my teens, um, got into the supplement industry around 24, um, and over, you know, a series of 10 years of this whole, like, when do I feel best? How do I recalibrate that? Like... Why does tyrosine feel good sometimes and make me feel like I'm on crack other times? Why does L-DOPA feel amazing now, but now it doesn't feel amazing? And at some point, I stumbled upon Sammy and started taking it, got Kyle on it. Kyle had always taken B vitamins and noted that they helped him. And before I knew it, we'd been taking, you know, Sammy twice a day for five to eight years. Then I started to really get into understanding methylation. I thought, well, that's really neat. That's interesting. 
And at some point, um, finally got our DNA checked and saw this COMTAA and kind of looked at, oh, so many doors. i got to say really so, quickly, like, Molly knows way more about this than I do. Anything I know about you this just is benefit. You, that's cool. Oh, I'm so grateful for this. <laughs> Uh, it was it was interesting because but she was coming at me so hard with like oh my god you gotta look at your snips it's CMTA and I was like what are you talking about well, <laughs> I have no idea what that so means it was, but I was so excited yeah and and as I first started reading about it you know there's some there's some things like that we've heard since we were kids we, we're not close to a lot of family but they would talk about like this you know rucker stubbornness or this you know these traits Holy. Yeah. But as I looked down, like all of the potential positives and negatives of of the COMTAA, I was like, oh, like I understand this particular family member better. Like I like I could think through the number of family members who I almost guarantee you have those same snips totally. and their struggles. Easier um, to forgive, honestly. Easier, easier to forgive because you better understand. Yep. Like COMTAA, I think, is a superpower when you get it dialed. Absolutely. It's a small percentage of the population in relation to the COMT uh, AG and the COMT GG. And it really, to me, it helped make so many parts of my life make sense. One, you know, the less ability to process out the excess estrogen. Um, DIM was another thing I had accidentally discovered. I'm mm. like, oh, my periods are much friendlier when I take DIM. By the way, I've, no been taking the, I've been taking the DIM that you recommended because I never even, I, I, I hadn't been taking it before. But when you mentioned the tooth issue, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm not going to take something that's going to make me fart all over the place. So uh, it's been working well, no issues. <laughs> yeah, that was, the, there's only one that like consistently works. And it was years before I'm like, well, he should take it too. So now he's on it all the time. There's just estrogens everywhere, right? It's, well, and but. You do not need extra estrogen. But part, <laughs> right? no, really right. but part of the COMTAA is that we have a decreased ability to process out the oh, excess right. estrogen during detoxification right. so we're you know so i had started taking you know b6 dim sammy just felt super dialed before understanding that i had over time landed on like the perfect combination of things for what my my uh, genotype was for the comtaa and you know it also helped me in that there are some personality traits that are inherent to having high dopamine all the time that helped me better understand myself in relation to why everyone else wasn't moving as fast, thinking as fast, learning as fast. Like, there's so many fun things. It's like, what's wrong with everyone else? I'm like, oh, you're high on dopamine all the time naturally. Yeah, like, I, I get what, that same thing. I'm like, I'm like, wake up. I'm like, why is everybody not awake? Just wake the heck up. Like, you want to shake everyone. <laughs> totally get it. But, uh, but then looking, I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. And then kind of looking at like people in my life who were clearly GG, who just couldn't keep dopamine in their brain for the life of them. Um, and then, you know, again, looking at all of the things that the COMT does and understanding that my slow rate of processing out dopamine was the reason why most of the time tyrosine is not going to feel good for me. I don't need any more dopamine. And what I was accidentally doing for years, like I knew more dopamine felt good, like right before my cycle. So I'd eat a bunch of rock cacao beans. I'd do rock cacao powder. I would do, I would take L-dopa, Macunapurens, all of these different things. And what's interesting, it was like my brain knew those things felt good, but they weren't fixing anything because I didn't understand I was already super high dopamine. What I needed was more GABA. 
So, you know, enter theanine. Theanine became a massive part of our lives. Um, once, once I understood how high dopamine we were and that we didn't need any more dopamine to balance ourselves out, we really needed more of the GABA. Um, so it, it, it was interesting because it was like finding, running the genes and seeing all of these SNPs, it was like all of these things that I had dialed in made perfect sense in, on, on the back end. It's like, oh, that's why Sammy always feels good. You had that's the intuition it, and the experience before you got the explanation. Correct. And now having the explanation, you know, in my cupboard, I have all these things and there'll be a day where I feel, you know, okay, I'm a little tired and I'll almost go for the tyrosine. Be like, you know, you don't need any more L-dopamine. What do you need today? Um, it kind of helps me understand how to better contend with other people who clearly aren't COMTAA. Cause I think it's like 12 to 15% of the population. So it's not a ton of us who are, you know, running around uh, with, <laughs> with this. But I, I do also think that that COMT, uh, I, I do think that, oh, so there, there, this could be, this one would be a fun conversation. A podcast. So <laughs> right. just, I, I try to think of it like in terms of evolutionary biology, there's always a reason why genes decided to do a thing or, or decided to do a thing or not do a thing, right? So we need a lot of pre-methylated B vitamins, which would have come from quality meat and organ meats way back in our ancestry, right? And we've recently, like, I've been mostly keto carnivore for about a year now, but all of these things kind of made sense with regards even to the kind of diet that my body seems to do really well with. If my, if, if my people came from a place where there were readily available sources of those pre-methylated, ready-to-use B vitamins from animal products, and I went through trying to be vegan and vegetarian and not eating fats and, you know, all of these other ways of living... It was just another light bulb that the COMT turned on for me. And because the all the MTHFR mutations play into choline, uh, ability to use choline, ability to make choline, and all of that then plays into the COMTAA. So that combination of understanding, like we have all of the MTHFR mutations for not being able to methylate properly. Yeah, I'm heterozygous yeah. For, and my wife is MTRR as well. And she's like, that explains, she's like, I used to think I was so lazy. Little did I know I didn't have any B12 in my body, you know, like, uh, it's crazy. And but you know what, you made me think of something that I'm like, man, I don't I, whatever people are going to learn on their own, because I find that like, when I really want to get the best combination of focus and not have anxiety, because I do get anxiety with some of these nootropics. Um, when I add phenibit, you know, like, and I, and I, and when I do add phenibit, it's like, it's an event, you know, because I know that it's habit forming. So I'm always telling people like, if I can do it once, maybe twice a week, it's like an event, you know, I'll either have it so like, we, we went down a serious phenibit rabbit hole for a while. Um, because in, in another one of my jobs, we brought in a whole set of, you know, the actual synthetic nootropics, the pyracetum, the phenibut, the, ras the uh, racetams. And um, so I called it Spaceman Juice because the story that I read at the time was that when the Iron Curtain fell, the Russians just wanted to study whatever they wanted to study. And they had this opportunity. And this is maybe not even the real story, but it's the one I read. <laughs> that basically they wanted to make good brains better 
So they were studying things that could increase cognitive function in a brain that was already working just fine. And that they created Fenibut for their cosmonauts so that when they had to go out on the spaceship, they wouldn't get anxiety when they were like doing a spacewalk. And then I would always put Fenibut with magnesium before bed. So Ooh. I called it Spaceman Juice for my sleepy time drink. <laughs> um, but at some point I mixed up the scoops and the magnesium scoop is a lot bigger Ooh. than yes, the Fenibut scoop. Yes, it is. <laughs> How much did you take? Whoa, maybe six grams. Seven. Wow. Yeah. So, so I, I think but, the most I've ever taken is like 800 milligrams. Oh, yeah. No, and we, even that is like, yeah. You wake up the next day and you feel like you're still just kind of dreaming. Uh, <laughs> it's just like calm quality. Yeah. It has this Super useful. special quality of like, you feel disinhibited for like the first like two to four hours of the next day. Like it's like any self-consciousness or over self-awareness is kind of gone. And you are just in this very clear kind of happy outgoing state. Um, and now I, you know, I recommend it to people who are really going through like something very difficult that they can't get past, whether it's, it's a breakup or, you know, just something that no other tool has worked for. You're right. Fenaba is just a, a powerful tool. Um, and you really, you know, it works best if you use it like three days on, two days off, or just for an event. Right. Um, but no, that's a tool that we have very much enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's like I said. I, I, you know, I even you know synergistically every now and then because we have a, a kava bar. I'll I'll have kava and fenibit. It's got to be the right situation. Obviously, it's not something because like you know I don't want to. You know, <laughs> you're, you're done. You know, but sometimes I need that, man. Sometimes I mean I am what uh eight years sober now haven't had a drink in eight years so um probably another part of you know who i am um i'm just addictive personality in, in a lot of issues um so guys i want to you know end this with one more question before we kind of give you a chance to talk about what's on the horizon um you know i want to hear about uh the biggest adjustments and responses to everything we've been exposed to uh since the spring of last year yeah, I mean, he's he had. I'm gonna let you go first, just because that super affected your your business. Yeah, I guess. Again, we could take this anywhere, but let's we'll stay with the business uh, entrepreneurship track. So, as a photographer who shoots weddings, who shot weddings primarily, coming into what was it twenty? Oh wow, weddings. <laughs> that's know, that's done. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a trip. Um, but so it was weird for me because like a lot of it has to do with payment schedules, but like I take a deposit. So I have this amount of money to work with until I get the rest of the payment and I'm getting deposits from multiple people. And so the, there's money. It's not predictable, but it's regular. So it's coming. So it's like, it's not because it's not regular. You kind of have to pay attention to it. Um, and as soon as the pandemic hit and everything started shutting down, first it was like people weren't booking anymore. So there weren't any new bookings coming in. So that was like, huh, okay. Well, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be what it is, right? Um, but then it came down to the fact where people were trying to reschedule because they realized it wasn't going to happen this year. Um, so it was it was just hectic, man, for everybody. I feel sorry. I feel bad for my couples. I feel bad for... for High school kids, man. High school kids, man. I saw so many kids. They were just like, this is not fair. This is not fair to us. You know, you only get one graduation, man. That's so tough. No prom. It's tough. Yeah. You know? It was just, uh, 
like everybody, you figure out what you can do. And and what's I think the hardest thing is like before there's any traction, before we had like two, three, four, six months under pandemic situation, that nobody knew what was happening. Yeah. Even the people who were supposed to know what was happening didn't know what was happening. So everybody, whether they knew it or not, or realized it, warning pattern, waiting yeah, for someone to still do something. <laughs> no, everybody was just like, wait, you got like, so what's next? And everybody was like, well, we're waiting on this person. Oh, yeah. well, we're waiting on them. Oh, well, this. And so everybody was just in this stagnant period, I think, um, which could have been beneficial or it could have been detrimental, depending on your situation. I personally think, I, you know, and I feel terrible for people who've had a rough time with all this. Absolutely. I haven't been nearly as personally affected as this as, as anybody I can think of. Yeah. Um, that weird period of stagnant time I mentioned was not, it was weird and stagnant for like a week or two, but then it, all it did was give me more time to think about what I wanted to be doing with the time I've got. Yeah. And that's when that was, so Keto Brains, shoot, man. Well, we started on Keto Brains before that, yeah. but we were just getting into it as we were getting into the pandemic era. It's like the first full year. Yeah. And so Molly made it, because she has so much experience with retail, she made it really clear really quickly that e-commerce was going to be the focus and, and yeah. it should be. So yeah. we built our business going into the pandemic around an e-commerce model. So we went into this, like, no not knowing it, but we did the right thing. Yeah. I mean, it was going to be a part of the business regardless, or it was going to be the business just because of my experience with tech and the availability of things and where people are going to find things these days. Yeah. It's online. It's always going well, to be that way. Yeah. With all of my experience of being a buyer and being in wholesale, like, I know what wholesale, wholesale, it's very, what's on my face? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I knew what I demanded of poor little wholesale companies just because that was kind of what I had to do for the business I right. worked for. And, you know, it's, there, there's always the ad commitments, there's all the free product, there's, you know, you make so little off of wholesale. So I was just clear. I was like, we're not doing any wholesale. I've been there. We're not going to do it. Out and the gate, that was the thought. Like, just not even considered. Now we do yeah. have some, you know, most of our wholesale accounts are overseas, and that's amazing. Like, people being able to buy yeah. it in other countries is, is lovely. One thing we've done, and I think maybe it's just a perspective shift, but when we did decide to do wholesale, it was, as let's look at this as a marketing expense. Yep. Because we're getting in front of people in prime real estate. Yep. You're getting in front of the eyeballs you want to be in front of. You're paying more. You're losing your margin to do that. But in the long run, being in front of more people. It's is customer acquisition. Yeah. Pretty cheap customer yeah. acquisition. Absolutely. So any any loss in margin that we experienced around wholesale was easily oh, yeah. justified. Because we're like, no, we're going to be, this is just going to bring more people to us. Yeah. Um, wholesale is good to be able to do too. Because again, it makes you more liquid. Like you, you do, like if you can just dump a bunch of products somewhere and just get a chunk of cash real quick, you can put then you back. can go do something. Yeah. You can keep growing, you can develop a new product. Just um, yeah, it's like everything. Yeah. You want to be diversified. Fluctuation. Yeah. 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 I, I, COVID for me has been interesting because I'm um, I'm an introvert at, at heart, and the yep. job that I had at the time had already shifted to us working from home a lot. Um, so I was doing a lot of work from home, commuting to LA sometimes. Um, my job was, so basically I was a buyer for, um, supplements and vitamins for a chain in LA. So like the biggest immediate shift was overnight. I needed to source, um, masks, <laughs> gloves, and I needed to source like pallets of hand sanitizer, like 
there's Monday, here's Wednesday. Every single one of our stores is out of all these things. The toilet paper wars. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, who could forget? As a buyer, basically I spend every day on the computer, like reaching out to every possible person just to keep our shelves stocked for the things that people wanted. Um, And I think, you know, I, I feel very fortunate in that it wasn't like Kyle said, like I, how I run my life, my little personal world wasn't affected as much as a lot of people's. Um, you know, one of the biggest things I saw, especially in the beginning was usually I'm the only one out walking my dogs or on the trail with my dogs. And like, all of a sudden, like I was on a hike, it was the hike that I listened to the podcast you did with Jeffrey Wu. Oh, that was uh, a great one. Yeah. Uh, early last year. I was listening to that and I'm just like, where did all these people come from? Why are they on my trails? Like <laughs> everyone was on the trails. And then, you know, that didn't last. I know. I wish that would have stayed. I had the same experience in my neighborhood where every afternoon people were going outside and having conversations. It was more than just like, hey, how's it going? It was really like talking to people. And then then the narrative, you know, and the the control, whatever you want to call it, changed it, man. The fear, the, the, you know, this nonstop. I couldn't couldn't stand that, man. It was weird because it felt like two weeks of like, kind of like I have very little experience in Italy, but we were in a small town in Italy once and it kind of felt like promenade where everyone, everyone comes out and they just kind of talk and mill around. And for a couple of weeks in my neighborhood and on the trails, it really felt that way, but it did to your point shift very quickly where it, then it became kind of divisive. And it, I think, I think for me, I think kind of the biggest the biggest discomfort was realizing, as we talked about before we started, just how many people were living from a place of fear to begin with. Yeah, I still and struggle with that. Just, like, it exacerbated. Yeah, it just what was ex- already there. It was already there, and now people who were already afraid and didn't feel any sense of like solid sense of personal sovereignty, it was really clear that it was the majority of humans that that we were around that just weren't secure with any sort of sense of. I have some control over aspects of my life. And I think that was kind of the saddest thing to just sit with. Um, Yeah, I think it's unfortunate that we got into a situation where people had their underlying fears and insecurities, which we all do. um, But we got into a situation where there was an opportunity to justify their fears and they took it. Yeah. They took it. They said, yeah. "Oh, okay. This I should be afraid now. It, you should. It's appropriate. The appropriate response should, be. Yeah. and that I think. So, and I think so. Again, whether it's yeah. just, it could be the COMTAA, it just could be the way that I've built my life. But like, I refuse to live in fear of anything because it's not helpful. Super inefficient. When is it helpful? Super inefficient. Even if I'm on a trail around and a mountain lion's going to eat me, I'm either going to fight it off or it's going to eat me. Those are." This, this is this is this and yep. it's just a more functional way of moving forward and I think I really tried for my life to not change like CrossFit closed for a minute but they found a way to be open and I just I you know throughout everything that happens in society even like I remember when I was a kid and everyone was freaking out about who was going to be president I very quickly realized even as a that my life didn't change no matter what the adults oh, were God, doing. Praise, yes. Shout that from the yeah. mountaintop, dude. Every four yeah. years, people. And I, I, dude, I, I was, 
I became a political atheist in 2012 and it was the best feeling ever. And then I got caught up in the spell for like three months last year. And then it only... What? You gotta be careful. It yeah, sucks you we, in. Yeah, you gotta... This is the careful. election. This is the one. This is the one when all of them are chosen and nothing matters. Like nowadays, I'm not gonna say that... Look, I know a lot of people get angry because this is such a... It's such, uh, you know, Stockholm syndrome going on where people are so like, what do you mean? It's your duty and you got, and I'm like, well, guys, I mean, seriously, if there's anything that I'll vote for nowadays, it's going to be anything affecting my ability to homeschool my kids, you know, maybe a sheriff, um, you know, states stuff local changing in my state. Yeah. Um, you know, anything that I can do to uh, maintain our, our rights that are given to us by our creator, you know. Um, but man, I I'll tell you guys, I'll be honest, like last year, I have no regrets, you know, I have no regrets, but it's hilariously ironic that I was saying all these things last year while not living it. And like you both said, you know, the, the, it really did expose what was already there, you know? So from a business standpoint, I definitely suffered because I realized like the things that I haven't done and the things that I was comfortable doing, um, were, were just getting in my way. So Oh, I'm, I'm making a couple grand every time I go speak and I'm speaking often and then I'm getting, you know, paid consulting fees on retainer every month for with a few companies. And of course, marketing is the first thing you're going to let go of. And all of a sudden I'm like, holy crap, I just lost like 60 grand a year. Just like that. What am I going to do cool. now? Yeah. Cool. So, you know, uh, it's, it's, cr it's crazy. Cause then I went through a depression cause I was trying to build something else and, and I thought it was going to work. And then it was bait. It was a fitness themed retreats. And we did one last year. Sorry. Was this, this was last year. This was last this? year. Like we actually had, yeah. we started doing it and building it in February. It was just an idea until fruition October um, in Mexico. We had a hundred people go to the first one and Nuts. Yeah, I was super excited about it. Like we 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 had a hundred people go. We were like, okay, now we're gonna buy a hundred rooms because the feedback was awesome. We thought we were gonna have like two hundred fifty people this time. Well, of course, what ended up happening? The travel started to get affected. As far as like the, I didn't mind people telling me like that you can't travel. Like I'm I'm gonna travel if I want to travel. But what really changed it was like you got to take the test. You got to, and now the next one is gonna be you know. I'm not going to go anywhere. If you're telling me that I got to do something, I'm not going to, I refuse your product. I'm not going to take it. Um, I had the, th the thing that you talking about, like I had it, uh, my kids had it, you know? Um, and so, but here we are now, you know, and I've had really good mentors and Vinny Tortorich is a guy who, who I really lean on. Cause he's just like me, I'm too stupid. He's like, I I'm too stupid to, uh, to know things. So whenever I got, things got hard for me, I always thought of Rocky. I think it was Rocky too. He's like, you know, when Rocky, he got big time and he needed to go back and train at his old gym. And that for me, that's doing the things that really put me on the map, you know, coaching in-person PT. I haven't gotten back to that yet, but I am going to start doing in-person PT again and, and consults and coaching instead of trying to spread myself in 5 million different areas, because I had to admit that that's exactly what you're talking about, Molly, living in fear. Because I'm live, I'm I'm doing this opportunity, this opportunity. Because one of them's got to stick, and that was never my approach. If that would have been my approach, I would have stayed, you know, making a ton of money as a medical device rep, and then having this, you know, that's my little, you know, safety blanket. And then, but when I quit is when the opportunities came. But then I lost focus on being focused.
It happens. Well, it's natural. It's, and it's, I, it's a natural part of this. It's it's yeah. different, but and I and I I've heard people say it, and I don't know who says it, but basically, like you know, the most successful products are the ones that you make yourself, and you For are yourself. you yeah. you created you to feel better about you, and that um, that becomes in this world a product because people need guides, and it, to me, that kind of sounds like what you were saying, like you were the accident your evolution of you and creation of you became something that was of critical importance to people who wanted your assistance. And it, it does just sound like it's just come back to you, like realizing like, where, where are my roots? What, how did I, you know, get started in this? And what is your, what is your, what is your favorite thing to do? What do you love? Doing? Yeah, that that too. I love this stuff, dude. I could do it all day. You're so right. Yeah. <laughs> And that's like, that's what you should be doing. And I want to work out all day. As much as possible. Like with the life <laughs> that we have here, you should spend as much of it as is possible. Yep. Making the most of it, having the best time possible, helping others have the best time possible. And then you die. Yep. Yeah. So have have yep. a good time. Yeah, man. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't be a dick. Don't yeah. be a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a major one. That's a major, major life rule. Kyle one one. Um, so, all right, guys, well, well, tell me it's, it's been awesome, man. I, I, I gotta just tell everybody, listen, I, I, you know, I stumbled across you guys. I, I don't read a lot of email stuff. My buddy, Robert Sykes put it in like December and he's like, I've been really liking this keto brains. He put it in his email and I was like, man, I need to get this. And I, and I had it and I, I took it with me. I was doing like a, a coffee. I was off of coffee for all of January. And then I took it with me when I went camping in January to this little island off of the west coast of Florida. It was gorgeous. And I had it for the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is everything I wanted it to be. And uh, I'm rooting for you guys, man. I'm, I really am. I, I think you guys are awesome. I love the content. I love the, you know, just even the even the, 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 the branding of the content, you know, like the way that I know what to expect when I see, I have a lot of these things saved, like autodidact, save that, you know, you know, Alpha GPC, save that, you know, like all those little things, you guys have done a great job, you know, and you're building so much value. So, uh, but I want to give you an opportunity first, before we let you go, tell us what's on the the horizon. Tell us where people can find you online. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we actually do finally have, um, single serve stick packs, uh, on the horizon. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something people have wanted from the beginning. We're hoping to have those ready by December. Um, I think that'll be, you know, I take my bag with me everywhere. I know people like to travel with it. We took it. We took a Ziploc bag with a, with a lot of it and, you know, a little scoop with us. So this is going to help us. We, went, I love it. we took it with us to Mount Whitney in the same yep. form. It was a Ziploc bag, scoop. Yep. So we have, we have stick packs on the horizon. We do have other products on the horizon, but we've realized we really, you know, we are still very new as a business. We haven't been alive as a business for very long. And I think the first and most important thing is to get to a place where we're never in danger of running out of the flagship product yep. that people love. That's number one. So that's number one. Uh, stick packs are number two, just because it's just, it's so easy to just pop in your purse, put in your pocket and take it with you. And then we have fun innovations that we can't wait to get to, mm -hmm. but um, we want to be realistic about the time frame yeah. for, for those. Oh, and real quick too, like for anybody who goes to our website and who, already loves keto brands one of the things we're going to do is have a new site built yeah i mean so again it's just us this is this is the <laughs> it guy 
This is the bug reporter. <laughs> I know, I know that I, feeling. Customer service, right here. Customer service. This is the worst. Hundred percent. Yes. We like we're doing our best. Like it's just us too. Like everything that happens with Keto Brains is us. Yeah. So what we're doing now. So again, this kind of goes back into that growth. Like if we wanted to, we could just keep bootstrapping, but we're going to make our customers suffer if we do that. We don't want to do that. No. Yeah. So by by taking on an, an investor right now. Um, we're going to be able to make sure that we a never run out of our the flagship Keto Brains product that yep. is going that is just awesome. Yep. Um, we're also going to be able to update the site, have a new experience for people, <laughs> so they actually know how it works. And it's that's my fault, by the way, guys. That's not. <laughs> if you, I think it looks great. Well, the functionality, <laughs> like I understand, like some people, I see some emails and people are confused. Yeah. And they have we're a right, they have it. a right to be. Yeah, it's we're okay. working on it. Um, but anyway, so cleaning all that up just getting ready to grow sustainably and organically. Yeah. Like we're not going to push too hard. We're just going to grow at what, at what we can manage and just keep going like that. Well, and we are still actively trying to um, get the product to countries where people really want it, that they mm -hmm. can't get it. So Shipping has been an issue. Well, yeah. people, we, we've got people in Chile who want it. We've got people in Mexico who want it and in Italy and um, none of our current European partners can ship to them there. Yeah. So we are working on setting up accounts there People are currently paying the same amount for the product to get it shipped to Australia. So we actually have a partnership in the works um, that hopefully will come about by the end of the year to make the product available um, from Australia. So and Singapore, or like South Korea and Singapore as well. Yeah. Cool. Massive. Yeah, it, sh it should be really good. It should make it really accessible to a lot more people. And I think I think that's the the Dom Diagostino using our product, I think immediately, because he has a worldwide following, I think that's how this happened so fast. Like, I didn't even know Dom was using it. That's freaking awesome. That's great. Yeah, so we, we, we freaked out. But then I think <laughs> we found out. We freaked out. I know. I was like, what's happening to the website? That was, what, what's happening? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the Dom bump. And I yeah. think like biohackers, biohackers worldwide know Dom and yeah. anybody in the carnivore keto space. And I think that is just unimpeachable. He opened a door to us just by liking the product and using it that it would have taken us years to open because he has the people who trust them in these countries. And it just he's developed that trust now and it's continuous and rigorous. So people trust him automatically. And the well, because he's never thing. been about the money either. That's what I love about him. He's like, he does not. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a scientist. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the fun thing about that is it was like four years ago, a friend of mine, I was, I was staying, um, I was staying in a hotel. I had a, a work trip that I was on and a friend kept texting me that I had to listen to this episode of Joe Rogan. And I'm like, I'm busy. Three hours. I don't have time. <laughs> so over a week, I finally listened to it while I was putting this store together. And it was this holy F moment because it was the first time Dom was on with Joe Rogan, where he detailed out what was happening biologically in neurochemistry when you switch fuel substrates. I had never considered keto before that, but I was like, how is this not how we're all living? Why is this not That's what got me too. That, yeah, obsessed yeah, with sorry. brain performance. Like people, I don't understand. Like if people talk about supplements, I'm always like, okay, what, what supplements? Are we talking about nootropics? Are we talking about, you know, adaptogens? Anything. I'm not going to be talking about protein. I'm going to be talking about anything that optimizes brain performance. Well, that's because that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Even you know, what I, what's, oh, this is really great. This is fun. But 
So um, acetylcholine also dictates, you know, how quickly your muscles can fire. And so back to the whole gene thing, I love fast plyometric movements. If you want me to move weight slowly, I have no idea how to do it. The moment the clock starts, I'm on it. I got no problem. So true. But genetically, I have the highest possible amount of fast twitch muscle. So I've got like That's me too. Type 2B, mostly type 2B. But I have a C plus for tendon and ligament strength. So imagine I want to go out and do heavy plyometrics and lift fast, Jumping, which is bounding. horrible for my yeah. tendons, right? <laughs> but seeing that in my genes made me be kinder to myself. So instead right. of just, you know, ripping rotator cuffs and tearing things, I'm like, okay, yes, you're strong. You like to jump. Your tendons give them a little space. Um, Warm them up a little sorry, bit. Sorry, that was just another fun thing that I was seeing. Seeing my genes allowed me to go, okay, this is what I'm working with. How do I work with it in a more functional way? It allows us to make informed personal decisions yep. based on the most intimate personal data possible about us, not some general like theoretical mental model yep. about what humans should do or should need based yep. on a basal model that represents everybody. Yeah. And not only that, it gets that's what that's what allows us to have this world where we live in where people are just pushing supplements on you. And it's like there's no regard to what do you mean? Wait, I get it. I need those minerals. But like what if what about the balance between the minerals? What about like for me, like I, I you know, when I first did my hair test, my first hair test on, on minerals, I, I I realized, holy crap, I'm low on copper. You know, I, I need to I need to up the copper. That's why I'm taking copper. Not because I heard that copper was good for me. I'm just throwing five million things at the wall and seeing what sticks, you know? Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of growth. I mean, that's it's super exciting. Again, everything is just going so fast right now. It is. All of these AI companies are putting together these programs that are gonna so, test, that are gonna take all of your, your data and they're yeah. gonna give you these recommendations about what you might wanna try so there is given a, your profile. Yeah, there's a fun one that you might wanna play with. Um, Thorn, uh, Thorn has a biological age test and it's only like 90 bucks. And if you did all of the blood tests they give you, it would be like a $400 thing. Um, but what I love about it is basically, you know, you get your DHEA, you get your, your, uh, we're talking about Thorn, the supplement company. What? Yeah. And, yeah. And does it test telomeres or, or, or is that not included? No, this one isn't. So we haven't yet done the, the Horvath test where they're actually checking your methylation status to get your biological age. This company, so Thorn partnered with a company called Longevity, which has an AI that's calling all current data on uh, markers for what could equal longevity. So um, is, the, is Longevity, are they based out of New York? I don't, they might be. I'm I think not I sure. met one of the guys, uh, one of the doctors, because it sounds very familiar because he was talking about how excited he was to, to get all that. Because, you know, there's so much data coming out every day and the ability to filter out what's it, what's relevant. The AI is just so good at processing it, but filtering, too. And they, they so the yeah, you'd have fun with the Thorn Biological Age Test because it, it gives you... It basically gives you kind of like the age of each of your different organ systems, and then you can do it again in six months. So like I did it after I was 20 hours fasted and I had done CrossFit in the morning. So my liver and kidney numbers came back off. And so when I had a chance to talk to the company, um, I don't know if I can, I don't know, can I share? I don't know if I can. Basically, they realized that if you're a highly athletic person, they need a different test for you. Because the liver and kidney numbers for bodybuilders and athletes are always different because yeah. you're always breaking down proteins. Yeah. 
So there, it's possible that we will see one that's kind of more for an athletic bodybuilding population so that um, the AI can then give you numbers that are more fit for a super active oh, I person. Need that. It's I've so had much, to take, I, I've taken transvaginal or tra- transvaginal. Sorry. I was, <laughs> I was in OBGYN for 10 years. I've, I've had, to, <laughs> I've had cool. to, I, sorry guys, no, no vagina here, but I've had to take trans abdominal ultrasounds because I'm like, well, well, my creatinine is always a little bit high, you know, and, and I've had things that have concerned me and it's like, every time I do it, there's not an issue. So it'd be awesome to have more granular information for me. And that, when I saw my kidney numbers, because like my biological age came back as like eight years younger, but then my kidney numbers came up as older. And I'm like, what is this? So I immediately went to kidney results for CrossFit athletes, kidney results for the (laughs) kidney. Like I just started and I'm like, oh, and then I saw this one post that was super helpful. It might've been on Reddit, but it was this 60 year old woman who had been a bodybuilder her whole life. She went and got a blood panel. Um, Her kidney numbers looked like kidney failure. So her regular doctor told her she needed dialysis. She went to a kidney specialist. He's like, there's nothing wrong with your kidneys. You just lift weights all the time. It's insane. But it's tough because, so we're getting data, even with Thorne and, and with the, their, the way their AI is currently run, it's amazing. I had so much fun with it. I need to be more hydrated and not work out for two days before I do it next time. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I think a lot of athletes who get these numbers, it freaks you out. You're doing everything right. And here this number is telling you this but there's no medical model for you who's lifting a lot of weight, has a lot of muscle and is constantly breaking proteins down. So the whole space is so exciting. The AI, it's just not smart enough yet. What AI needs to get smarter is more data. And that's, that's every customer, every new test they take. And again, it's your personal data. It's your private personal data. You should be aware of that. Whatever your thoughts are. They can have it. I want info. I do too. I'm totally okay with it. And I feel like if anybody wants it, they're going to get it anyway. Um, (laughs) Sorry, yep. we went on a tangent. The yeah. whole point, no, no, no. Yeah, the whole point was acetylcholine for um, for proper muscle movement and quick muscle right. movement is also amazing. And that, you know, I use my creamer. I use our creamer as a pre-workout all the time. Um, That's my pre-workout. Yep. I, I love it. I love it. And yeah. Coffee fasting in the morning. It's just like I just I do that. And I put a little ghee, maybe, or just another scoop yep. of it. And it's like, I get You're good. like an hour and a half, two hours longer before I need to think about yep. changing That's what me. I'm doing. I'm, um, you know, the MCT and the powder form is also great. Shout out to Dom for that, because he was the one who really, um, four or five years ago, was telling me about that buffering of the, and not to mention, you know, the fact that, you know, MCTs are so quickly absorbed. It's nice to have a little bit of a buffer there, you know, for, for gut purposes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. yeah. So, no that you're going to be okay when you go into squat is um <laughs> yeah. <kind of> nice. <laughs> yeah yeah well guys it was uh this was awesome is exactly what i thought it was going to be um so just to make sure we got www.ketobrainswithaz.com at keto brains any other information you guys want to put out there go ahead and put it out there guys we're gonna have product available we're not gonna run out of product that's no. that's our news <laughs> not, not running out of product so uh, we're gonna have product um the blog is going to be a, a, an amazing space. Everything that my sister just talked about, like the kidney, kidney for CrossFitters or whatever, like yeah. this is what she does. And, and she still doesn't understand the value of the work she does to figure stuff out for herself. Because she's so done the work. She's done the AI. And so once she's done that, she shares it. It's on, it's on Instagram. It's on the blog. 
And again, if you're someone who does similar you. things or who is interested in optimizing for the same things, it, the work has been done. Yeah. In a lot of cases, uh, so there will I think be more. Instagram, yeah. I haven't. I need to yeah. update. I need. I have. I need to. I need to get Keto Brains to a place where I'm not working for someone else. Yeah. Because then there'll be so much more content. Yeah, and it just so happens that that this 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 model that you guys have is very very profitable too. I know that's not why you're doing it, but you know, content is king, man. And and the type of content you guys have, it's like, oh, let me read that article. You know, she makes a lot of sense. What a shop. Let me. What's going on? Yep. Oh, you know. <laughs> Looking well, right well, now. It's, <laughs> it's people. It's bridging. Just because I know I've known what a nootropic was for 25 years doesn't mean anyone's ever heard the word before. Right. So how do, how do you stair step people into getting excited about something that didn't even exist for them before and then kind of be repetitive about it? Because, you know, I live in a weird world where I study all sorts of random things no one is interested in, but at some point it becomes helpful, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah other people yeah i did just want to call out what you said um about the instagram and i encourage other people to do this for our account for other accounts but like instagram's bookmark feature or collections feature love it it when all of these little posts the yellow ones the black ones and the gray ones that, that molly's putting together that have those super short clear definitions save them all make a collection so it's like oh what autodidact what's that mean or what is alpha gpc or l-theanine i do that all let's make a team yep. therefore or whatever that's a lot of, that's that, that first of all, the saving, you're supporting them, you're helping yourself. If you like their content, you're helping keep them in your feed. Uh, but on top of that, it's, uh, I have one more thing about why that's good. Oh, people just don't understand how the functionality of Instagram, it's, it's amazing. Like you can do so much and the save features, the collections, the, you know, auto replies. I got, I got a lot of that stuff. Well, it's not because of me, Maura is the one who teaches me, but it really does work well. It makes you more efficient. So again, it's like there's all these things you can be a part of and that, and you can only hold so much. You've only got so much bandwidth. Yeah. So you need to get really, you need to have some sort of repeatable, effective strategy for like just hiding, just putting things somewhere where you can find them. Yeah. Right. So it's like all to-do lists and or collections. And it's like, wait, I was on Instagram before and I was working on this thing. Go to your collections and it's like, oh, there it is. I yeah. saved that. That's what I was working on. Yeah. So for me, it's almost like exporting your... Brain. Your your brain, you're like mapping your projects onto the world. So when you find yourself in a place where you can do something on the project, it just, it comes to you. It's there. You're just, oh, yeah, this is what I, I do that so much. I can't rely on my brain. I, I have to, like, I have to have the peace of mind that I put it somewhere. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, man, this was great. You guys are guys, awesome. Guys, thank you so much, guys. I wish you guys the best. Guys, check out Keto Brains. Listen, I, I mean, I'm telling you guys, like, this, this is an awesome thing. I have it every single month. I... I have it every day. I speak the, I've been singing their praises uh, for a while. I can't believe it. it's been like eight months already. Crazy. So, um, really? Crazy. Yeah. Time does fly. Well, well thank, thank you guys. You. Well, have have a good day. Thank you, man.